0: Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Lorna, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is a strong and powerful Lorna Helps. She's the founder and CEO of Vibrant Thinking, helping team leaders boost morale and productivity in a hybrid and remote work environment. excited to have you on. Lorna, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Thank you, George. Uh, So I am from the UK. I'm from a fabulous county in Northumberland, which is near Scotland. That's the easiest way to describe it. I have uh, one daughter and two cats. And uh, why I do what I do is because I see this point in time, where we've had a very difficult year with the pandemic. Uh, we've had to trial lots of different ways of working. We've proved that the impossible is in fact possible. And this is the moment where I think we can really make a difference in work and the workplace and make it a better place for people. And I, and I do that from having worked at Procter & Gamble for 17 years um, and knowing what it's like, um, to really find your passion in what you do but also more importantly i think really um being allowed to have ownership of your life and work um and how that that ownership done well means that you ha- you know you are you love your life and you are at your most productive for the company so it is a win win and i really think that now is that is that a moment to really make that happen across the world
0: yeah it's an opportunity right it's been awful in most ways but hopefully when we do come out of it it's got to eventually happen doesn't it lorna <laughs> that <laughs> it's it, it's really an opportunity to be to make to be making some some major changes so It strikes me that uh, it'd probably be easier for smaller organizations to make changes. Won't be easy at all, but uh, versus bigger organizations, do you think that that's true?
1: I I think that is probably undoubtedly true because simply because smaller organizations are naturally faster and fleeter on foot, more prepared to take risks, um, and you know can possibly even because they're smaller, they could adapt and almost have a structure that helps everybody where i think that bigger companies are never going to be able to achieve that they've got too many people um which is where they are really going to need to think about this um being able to give ownership to their employees and give the the employees responsibility um as opposed to the natural what you know way of managing people and constantly looking over their shoulders demanding to know where the work is um the whole thing of presenteeism versus actual output um that's going to be the change i think will have much more of an impact on bigger businesses but it's going to be a, a more difficult and challenging ride
0: yeah it's interesting, right? I, I remember reading about some statistic that said that our minds are wandering like half half of the time anyway. So if, if, if we can help people to, myself included, to just be more focused, that's probably a story for another day. So when you talk about ownership, tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Okay, so how I see ownership, uh, how I talk about ownership is where you as an individual um, take responsibility as i said about um, an, an understanding of where and how you work best um, and can make choices based on that um, taking into account as well the like what are your objectives from the business point of view and what do you need to deliver but then being able to make adult choices about whether or not you turn up to a meeting or whether you say, actually I'm choosing not to go to that meeting um because actually my time is going to be better spent doing something else, and that you understand the consequence of that is you might not be able to influence something in that meeting, but on the other hand, you've achieved your objective that you you have as being most important. Um, and and to get and you know together with that, it's about um, you know, if you know that you work best in the morning, um, that you structure you're able to structure your day in that way um, and it's from the employer's point of view um, they do have to give um, quite so they have to be able to uh, allow their employees to experiment and make mistakes um, because that's the only way you're going to learn um, rather than be too rigid about this is how it's done this is the only way to do it it's and um, strict I guess but there's a balance here between if you if you the long term if you can give that ownership to employees what you then get back is tenfold in terms of what they will give to you productivity loyalty that kind of thing
0: yeah I think that, that does make a lot of sense that's why in the world why wouldn't I want from the employer perspective to have employees who have figured that out if you know what i i work best from you know when i get up super early from five in the morning till you know whatever time in the early afternoon and then then i want to be free to do this or or the opposite and helping them to go through a process because it will be right to to sort yeah. of figure that figure that out for myself um so that it's it, it's it's kind of a story of commitment on 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 both sides right
1: absolutely um and it's a uh the other it's you no know, i kind of see it like it's everybody's a little jigsaw piece in a that that together makes an amazing jigsaw puzzle picture but every pi- piece is slightly different and works slightly differently and um when thinking about Certainly in the UK, how the, the conversation is going about whether or not it's going, you know, coming back into the office, people wanting to work remote, and, or, you know, how is it going to be going forward? The reality is that most people want to be able to choose when they go into the office and when they work at home. So any employer saying you have to be in the office two days a week or three days a week or you know, setting rules again
0: <laughs> yeah
1: is is um limiting their ability is is you know they're putting their employee employees again into boxes and trying to tell them how to do things how to work rather than again trusting them to work out that actually that meeting they really should be in the office for so they're going to make the effort um so it's going to be a long two-way conversation journey i think
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh it it super it's super exciting i think and 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 i i see i see challenges and opportunities everywhere with trying to figure that out of well there's probably some kind of a standard operating procedure minimum versus too much and sort of try to meet in the middle right
1: yeah and it's going to be different for every organization that because that will also depend on how prepared they are to take risks and push you know how whether or not they want to start with more framework and loosen it out or if they want to just start as far as they think they can push it um uh, but yeah it's going to be different for each organization depending on their needs and how and their employees um i mean a very you know i think that the start point for this needs to be conversations with employees to understand what they want to do in an ideal world, and why? Because again, if you understand the why, you can. Some, that sometimes allows you to think of other ways. To to you know if 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 they're saying, I I'm not going to be able to think of an example, but if you if they're thinking, um, I c- I only want to be able to work this one day in the office. If you understand the why behind that, you might be able to find flexibility that works for both of you rather than stopping just taking that at face value.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. So I, I think that, that the human part of it, um, if that's the right term, but being able to work one-on-one with everybody and to be able to, 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 to get their feedback and say, okay, tell us, tell us about um, what and the, the actual what and, and the why and, and all those things, I can also see from an organizational standpoint from a human resources and even a legal standpoint then people that are not maybe trying to take advantage of the system and having a structure in place and a framework for being fair and just, right?
1: Yeah. And and I so I am a great believer in this coming down to measuring output. So um that you are, you know, you are given a work plan, you are told what your the expectations are of what you need to deliver. How you then deliver it is up to you. But the important thing is that you are delivering it and you're delivering it on the time that has been expected um, and to the standard that's been expected. And, you know, that means that, you know, even if somebody, you know, if somebody is doing that um and you know achieving what they should be doing on the time levels but people can clearly see they actually have quite a lot of time on their hands then I'd be saying you need to increase that work plan because clearly they're capable their capacity is is much more than it than it um you're giving them but equally if people are just taking the mickey and you know just not you know th- they're spending a lot of time just pottering about the house doing various things not working that should be reflected in the results because they're not doing the work so right it'll be it'll be picked up mm-hmm. and you can and then you'll then you can really start to have conversations about not delivering against the work versus not which is much more tangible than just not being seen at the right meetings or um you know, them being able to argue, but I went to this, that, and the other. It's like, well, that's all well and good, but you're not doing the work that we've asked you to do. That's what you need to focus on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think just the fundamental thing there is that you, we, everybody wants human beings in their organization at every level to own and and take absolute ownership and understanding that if we can start there which is kind of essential to all this right that has to be the core belief that 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 is what we want and then we then need to trust that that these people are going to uh, get the work done and the trick here is that they have the ability the autonomy to do it as as they see fit even for going going to meetings and showing up because they've made the decision that this is the best way for me to get this work done
1: Yes, absolutely, um, and I think um, that you know for for some people this might be a um, like well yeah that's an, an obvious thing, but I think there are many organisations where that sense of ownership doesn't exist, and that therefore when things go wrong, they don't they they won't look internally to look at what they could do better it's only ever about the external you know th- i couldn't do it because you told me this you know i couldn't deliver the work because you told me i then had to go to this meeting or whatever it is it becomes it's very then easy to blame the company or external factors on why you're not delivering when you have true ownership i mean it's never it's never one or the other but I think if as you know as an individual if you truly own a uh, feeling that you you have ownership it's like it's not just about well I wasn't able to do it because the company didn't allow me it's like you're able to look in and think right what could I have done better what could I have learned and that makes you better for the next time um
0: yeah, I think having an appreciation that it's never, it's not going to be a straight line, right, from here to success with this, right? It's going to, we're going to make mistakes, <laughs> and needing to commit to that, like, 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 like we talked about.
1: Yeah, uh, I, never a straight line, and I, and you know, I think it's almost imperative that it's, if not encouraged, then it's certainly acceptable, and um, to make mis- make mistakes, and to learn from them. Um, because that is the only way for people to to really learn and to be able to take risks if you're not a natural risk taker some you know you need to know that it's okay if this doesn't pan out quite as you thought it was going to with the critical thing being that you know again this is something that i learned from the corporate world of uh it's okay to make mistakes but when you make the mistake you realize you made the mistake and you go and talk to your manager or whoever about it. The important thing is you go with a this has happened. This is what I think we should do in order to fix it. Might not be the actual fix that happens, but it's but you are going there again taking ownership, saying this has happened, but this is what I think we can do to to fix it and then you can work together to get a great great result. And often it'll turn out it's not actually the disaster that you thought you had at all. And actually, a lot of positive things come out of it
0: yeah I appreciate that so how, how how does an organization capitalize on this opportunity that 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 we have
1: so it's it's for me it's about stripping everything back um you know and forgetting um, how everything worked in the past um, and um as I say, a first step is really to understand what your employees want. Secondly, to then look at what you as an organisation want, because this may have changed <laughs> again over the pandemic. It's not just individuals, but the organisation, you you know, you may actually want to change things in the culture or your vision and values as a result. Um, and then you need to look at like, OK, so what strategies do we need to put in place deliver against these uh, these two aspects of employees and organizations and the plan the most important thing is to have a mindset of put things in place and fast and try it and learn from it and adapt as you go so again going back to this thing of like you are there is no way of getting this right first time nobody knows the answer to it so you are and and certainly nobody knows it for your organization the only way you're going to learn is to to try things um and you know whatever you whether or not that is um you know how how you're running meetings or looking to reduce meetings because that's actually taking up so much time from everybody put it in place see how it goes learn from it and adapt i love it um but the the people who start learning faster are going to benefit quicker here
0: yeah that that makes sense well lorna the people are ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them
1: so i the the tip for me is uh really so if you're an employee to really start to think about what where you know that you work most productively and in an ideal world how you would want to work and have a very strong sense of that and as an employer stroke or as a team leader so you might, might be both employee and a team leader it's to uh, it would be to understand what your organization stroke team wants um and sp- you know that there that you cannot spend too much time at this point talking to them not just understanding what they want, but understanding learnings that they've had from these past year, uh, because I think that would be also critical in helping finding a way through. So it's a two-way thing. Both parties need to be involved in this.
0: Yeah, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Lorna, <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you?
1: Uh, okay, so the, uh, my website is vibrant-thinking.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Lorna Helps.
0: Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lorna your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates go, good ideas, go to vibrant-thinking.com. Find Lorna on LinkedIn. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Lorna. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.